Welcome everybody to another week, another episode of of the Brink. Oh look, with she's Mallory and Bennett, Jason. Um, Who's Jason? I don't know. We were talking about on the podcast today. Um, you know, you know the song, the TLC song, "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls." Yeah. When I was younger, I used to think it was "Don't." I thought they were saying Jason Waterfalls. Uh-huh. And I'm like, who's Jason Waterfalls? I get it. So, uh, anyway, welcome to the brink, everyone. It's another week. We're here. It's great to be here because we're here and everything. You can hear a bell in the background because Mallory's playing with Stigmeister Rooney. It's better than having us being attacked by him. Yes, he decided to go to town on my leg a few minutes ago. Uh, another big episode, as per usual. But um, I want you to share the story that you were trying to explain to me earlier about sunscreen, about how sunscreen works. Oh, okay. So, I learned this about sunscreen today. It's pretty exciting. Um, basically, the way that SPF works and like the way that I was brought up and how I thought it worked was basically that... You put the sunscreen on, and if the number is, like, if it's a 15 sunscreen, then it's going to protect you less, or if it's a 50 sunscreen, it's going to protect you more, which is how sunscreen works, don't get me wrong, but it's not in the typical way that I thought it was, because I thought, like, if I go out in the sun for 20 minutes, the 50 is going to protect me more and, like, get, I'll get less rays of sun in through the, the 50. Strength. Think yeah, like, 50. Like, yeah, it's how strong it is. But the way that it actually works is that your 50 sunscreen is basically... Oh, how did I explain it earlier? I don't know. How did you explain I it earlier? No. So if the strength of the sun, like the burn rate, is at a burn rate of 10, which I think is quite high, then you times the SPF by 10. So if I'm wearing 50 sunscreen, then I go 50 times 10, which was the burn rate, which is 500. And so I'm going to be protected now for 500 minutes of sun. Which I think when you, because I asked, the first thing I asked you was, well, how do you determine the burn rate? And my guess would be that is what the UV index is. I would agree. I don't know what the burn rate is. I can look it up or I can ask my coworker next time I see her because I'm sure that she would know the one who was explaining it They might it call me. it something different in New Zealand, but I know, for example, every day during the summer on the news in Australia, they would say tomorrow is top 27 with a UV index of 11, which is extreme or something like that. So, See, I've never even heard of that before. But so, you know, we're near the ozone layer. We're going to die of skin cancer and stuff. So that's, I guess, how Australians... I heard today that the ozone layer is actually repairing itself right now, not becoming bigger. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or not becoming... The hole hole isn't becoming becoming bigger. bigger. Yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. Is that uh, scientifically proven or is it one of these... I have no idea. It's probably just a rumor, but who knows? It's just a rumor. It's on the rumor wheel. You know what I mean, though. It's it's funny when you say, because there are things I feel that you find out in life that are right in front of your nose but are never explained. So, like, the toaster, for example, with, like, the numbers on the toaster, right? So, you know, if you put it on, like, a Is three, how many minutes it is. Yeah, see? I learned that actually quite recently. It yeah. might have been you who taught me that. But, well, I only probably learned that within the last uh, however long as well because... Maybe it was of, a Tiffany thing. I maybe. feel like that might have been a Tiffany thing. It's, it's kind of an obvious thing, isn't it, when you think about it? And, well, actually, the one, too, that we only learned in the last few weeks was, say, with our uh, heat pump. Is that um, okay? I think that was just us being dumb. No, well, this was legitimately. I learned this from a tweet. It was I can't remember which celebrity it was. They had tweeted it out that um, they were somewhere in Australia 
in the middle of a heat wave and all their heat pump was doing was getting off heat and they didn't know how to get it cool. And honestly, every time I've had to use a heat pump, I'm the same. I'm like, well, this is, you know, the fan symbol's on. Like, what am I doing? So there's a little symbol on a heat pump which is actually like a snowflake and there's another one which is like a sun and basically if it's on the sun, it's going to be producing heat and if it's on the snowflake, it's going to be producing uh, cold air, which I found incredibly fascinating. Okay. And it I works. Feel like, since we've discovered that, we've worked out how to get cold air in this house and keep the hot air on. I, I need to just say that, like, I feel like I was at a little bit of a disadvantage for not understanding this before because I didn't realize that the heat pump had more than three buttons <laughs> until that day. I slid down the little slidey thing I was in, the bob. in shock when he slid it. I was like, oh, what? Like, there's yeah. more buttons? There is. Yes, there definitely is. So, uh, there you go. Apparently, the brink, being able to uh, inform and educate you on random little things. Oh. Oh, there's back, more. Back to the SPF thing. Oh, so, basically, after your 500 minutes, you can't... Like, you're going to start burning after that 500 minutes, and you can't reapply to get another 500 minutes. You're, like, at your quota for the day. That's because it. I think it also has to do with, like, your skin, like, how your skin takes it as well. But why? Well, but if that is the case... I don't know. Please don't ask. Why are you educated to always reapply? Well, either way, you have to reapply, because your sunscreen does wear off. That's a real thing. And, like, when you go in the water, you need to reapply after, and you shouldn't be going there in the water. There is waterproof sunscreen. But even then, you need to reapply after, because there's nothing that's, like, 100% waterproof in sunscreen. Like, that's not a thing. Well, we, we grew up in Australia with the whole slip, slop, slap uh, advertising campaign, and I think they added slide, and I think they added two more to that recently. I'm not too sure which... Um, I've told you about the slip, slop, slap, right? Like, yes. And there was like a bird or something. It was like some little song. It was like, slip, slop, slap. Yeah, and you've they, definitely some, told me about some that. educational thing around it. But um, I think it was like, yeah, there's slide and something else now because I don't know. Like I, I don't know how you are in Canada when it comes to growing up with SunSmart. But I mean, from a very young age in Australia, you are very well educated over the dangers of the sun in Australia. And like for, I know, for example, like in primary school, uh, at recess and lunch, you had to wear a hat. And um, if you didn't wear a hat, you were basically in timeout or recess lunch, it was called the shade house, where basically you had to sit in there because um, you had to wear a hat. Like it was a permanent school rule. Uh, and then when I went to high school, I would always wear a hat outside at recess lunch, but no one else did. So after about a week of like, oh shit, no one else is doing this. I don't really need to do this. But uh, anyway, what are, you, what are you looking at right now? Okay. So... The way that it was explained to me, like, made sense to me, but I feel like I don't make sense when I explained it. So <laughs> She's found the, the written text. Yes. So, for SPF 50, it means your skin is protected 50 times longer than it would be without sunscreen. Does that okay. make sense? Yes. So. Which I think is that whole notion of it being 50 times stronger, right? So, if you're going to burn in 20 minutes... Like, if that's how your skin is, if you go outside without any sunscreen and you're going to burn in 20 minutes and you put SPF 50 on, it means that it's now going to take... 100 minutes. No, 1,000 minutes. Oh, 50. Right, 1,000 minutes, yes. For you to start burning. Okay. Interesting. So, if you're like a ranger and you like you burn just by thinking about the sun, so, you know, you're only going to like last for 50 seconds, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Um, And, yeah, so... Part of the way that my coworker explained it to me as well was that she said it also does depend on your skin because 
if I'm going to burn in 20 minutes and you're going to burn in 10 minutes, mm. SPF 50 for me is going to last a thousand, but for you is only going to last 500. Which your, your, your experience with me burning is the fact that... Oh, uh, it was terrible. I, I Don't talk about it. I tan very well. Like I, I He also burns very well. <laughs> we were in Thailand and... You know, this is in the tropics, kind of. You know, you don't assume you're going to burn as much. I as you tried would. to tell him. So we we did a. a he did not listen. A day tour to the PP Islands, and uh, essentially in the open air on this boat all day. It was so bad. In short sleeve, I was wearing a basketball top, and uh, yeah, I was significantly burnt for a while. I had yellow pus blisters for about a week. So um, still not the worst burnt I've ever been. I explained to you that time it's on my shoulder. So gross. It's so gross. I don't yeah. need to know more. Anyway, uh, again, as I said, the Brink educating and informing. We're going to have some more fun soon with some questions because that's what we do. <laughs> it is that time of the show where I get to press this button. And flashback. I really don't know why I do things like that sometimes. We've got a few more from the best of 2013 to get through you today. And as always, I'm going to announce these now and you're just going to listen to them. I'm not going to tell you what each is about. You're just going to be surprised as you hear them. We're going to hear a little one called Ben Gets Lee Kernigan Into Trouble. Hmm, wonder what that one's about. We're also going to hear a segment called The Geelong Turd in Space. Sounds interesting. We're also going to hear Queenslanders Can't Spell... And highlights from Oz Comic Con in 2013. That one's pretty self-explanatory. We uh, do like to wrap up every interview with a set of five questions, and we'll get to them in just a minute. But one thing I've also noticed about you and a lot of country music performers is that you all seem to be Carlton fans. Now, I know Tom from the Wolf Brothers is. I know Casey Chambers is yourself. Does that prove that country singers are the smartest people around because they go for the best AFL club out there? Mate, I'm going to get into trouble on this interview because every, all the other supporters are going to, you know, <laughs> they want to string us up. But, um, look, I, I just love the footy, you know, and it's, it's, I just grew up with it. Um, I grew up um, on the Murray River, um, uh, Aubrey, New South Wales, right on the border of Victoria. So all I wanted to do was kick that footy around and maybe one day play for my team. And it's in the blood and it's, it's tribal, and I think that's why we all love it so much. you got a prediction? Do you reckon the Blue Boys can uh, do well this year under the new coach, Mr Malthouse? Well, I like the way that Nick uh, that Nick um, is saying to them that you know anything's possible and to shoot for the moon. And uh, I think it's a great principle to apply in life, you know. Shoot for the moon. Even if you fail, you land. You can land out amongst the stars. I love that saying. It's certainly one that I've uh, tried to follow myself, Lee, and it's a good one for our listeners to do so. So you've got to leave in a second. They're going to get some footy tips. So I've got to get this song out of the way because I haven't done it in two weeks. So, yeah, uh, so I'm looking forward to Do I have to sing the Richmond song? Because technically she's a Richmond supporter yes. today, beat Carlton. Yes. Who do you go for, Kevin? Oh, oh, we haven't played you yet. So. Oh. <laughs> I'm not singing that song on radio. Um, all right, can I get this over and done with? Yes, go. Uh, go, Ben. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to sing the Geelong song. Tally and Kevin are looking at me because they okay. beat Carlton the other week. So um, here we go. Just got to kick back here. <laughs> ah, good stuff. Do I have to sing it seriously? Yes. Yes. We are Geelong, the greatest team of all. We are Geelong, we're always on the ball. We play the game as it should be played, at home or far away. Our banners flying high from dawn to dark, down at Skilled Stadium. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Ah, uh, yep, there we go. 
Is um, that does that satisfy your need? Thank you, Ben. That, to, that was very good. Yes, that's very good. I, I appreciate that. Um, Why did yes. we just listen to that? Sorry to cut in. Carlton beat, got beaten by Geelong. We have a bit long-standing bet, basically, on the show that when our teams play each other, the losers have mm. to sing the winning team's song. So uh, okay, I just had to listen to that. I do not think we're respecting our listeners enough, frankly. I'm <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, back up. Uh, when have we ever respected our listeners? We've talked about poos floating in space. All right, people wake up in the morning to listen to radio, not turds floating in space. Mm. Uh, speaking of turds floating in space, let's go to AFL tipping quickly before Sam departs us. That was a terrible. That was a terrible segue. Josh, how have you been? You've had a pretty happy week for you. Uh, I was actually quite excited to see so many people on Facebook on Wednesday night supporting the Blues. Um, people are being converted. But that's it. Well, when, when the when the New South Wales team wins the first State of Origin game in the series, it's been the first time since two thousand and six. It's a fantastic win for New South Wales, and especially when, <laughs> excuse me, when Paul De- Paul Gallant puts his right and his left, and maybe an elbow into um, Laurie Daly. It's, it's fantastic. I didn't watch it because you know generally I'd rather watch paint dry than watch rugby league. Let's be honest, but um, you know I go for Queensland just because I do. I support a New South Wales team in the NRL, but I go for Queensland. Go figure. Um, and look, you know I I just. Made believe that people were going for Carlton because I just saw all the updates saying go Blues. Well, so. I, I, that's something I actually don't understand. You go for the Blues, you go for Cronulla, you go for Queensland. Why do you go for Queensland? I think because growing up, my dad went for New South Wales, so I just had to go for the opposite team because we kind of had silly bets when we were growing up that whoever won, uh, the other person had to be a slave for the night. Um, you know, generally a fairly standard evening in the Waterworth household in the middle of the year, but whatevs. Um, and I've always liked Queensland, the state. I just like the state of Queensland. What, what would you like to say? Like, okay, here's something. They, they have 4X beer. The reason why they have 4X beer is because they cannot spell beer. <laughs> just so you know. And th- th- this is what you just said. Like, you just go for it just because, oh, it's going to cause a bit of fun in the house. Like, my wife does the same thing, mate. She sat next to me during the game. Oh, go to the road. Like, you don't even like Anything from Queensland, you guys, I like the heat. Like, oh. Well, I mean, growing up, I always wanted to go there, and I never, I didn't go to Queensland for the first time until I was like twenty. So, you know, I, I hadn't experienced the bananas and the heat and the people that are browner than my. I was going to say bumhole, but probably shouldn't say that on radio on a Friday morning. Too late, I did. I don't know, Josh. Um, why do you go for Richmond? You've never been to Richmond in Melbourne in your life, probably. No, that's a that's a lie. And Ben, just what you said back then when you're experiencing bananas and. Like dark skinned people, it sounds like you went on a cruise for a specifically you know, like niche of people, just so you know. Yes, yes. Uh, so you're obviously excited for the fact that New South Wales has won a game for the first time in seven years. Um, well, well, they won one game last year, lost by one point in the final game last year. Robbery, umpires sucked heaps. It's good to see the umpires this game actually. They let a few things slide on both times, which is, which is really good. Especially the fact that when when Daly punched the guy, he, he just gets told, "No, no, that was inappropriate <laughs> behaviour." Get back on your line. That's that's I suppose one thing I will say about rugby is that you know if that had happened in the AFL, he would have been rubbed out for like fifteen games, and you know or soccer red carded. Whereas rugby punch those oh naughty boy, don't punch as hard. He'll have a naughty bruise. Now go back and play. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, that's what happened. Um, the only uh, repercussion that came out of it is that he is going to be missing one club game. So next next week's game that he, his team will be playing. 
he'll be missing the, the clash against the Storm on Sunday night, but he'll be going on to play uh, next game of State of Origin, which is fantastic for, for New South Wales because he was leading the pack all the way. He was doing well, doing good skippers. The thing is, though, if it, if, if it was ice hockey, they, they'd still be fighting right now. Oh, yeah, they'd still be. They'd be in, they, the, 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 the whole place would be cleared out and you'd see these two guys going... <laughs> the skates would be off, the neck would be chopped off. Uh, yeah, it'll be that Blades of Glory movie all over again. So do you go there as well and stay as Aladdin or I'm yet to be asked to actually. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it, but they always tend to go for the princesses over the princes. Though Aladdin certainly kicks off. Discrimination, surely. Yeah, gender discrimination. <laughs> Can't you just rock up, dress as Aladdin one time and they'll just let you there? Mm, I, I mean it's not really it's a bit of a revealing costume, maybe not kid friendly. <laughs> no, no. So uh, is this your first Comic-Con? Oh, no, no. I was actually here last year as Aladdin as well, but I've updated it since. Right. But last year I had to rock an angel with expandable wings for Stan Lee. Right. Go all out for it. Ah, so we're Miss Stan Lee this year. Now, who are you here to see? Anyone in particular as well today? Well, we got a wonderful little wave from Carriols. We just got a a brilliant hand-shuddering high-five by the Todd. (laughs) And we had a very intimate experience with the Rocky Horror Girls. Intimate? how, How does that work? Um, they came up to both of us and touched our boobs. It's magical. Right. It, it, I can die happy. I was about to say, usually that's sexual harassment, but uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, it, it's just fine. It's absolutely yeah. fine. From them, it's a dream come true. Now, you're getting lots of people coming up to you asking for photos as well. You're almost like celebrities. You should be behind one of the tables here about signing autographs. I wish. <laughs> just go see there's an empty one there. A uh, photo booth would be the best yes. for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on a photo booth. Let's mm. invest in one. Yeah. Or, or a Disney ki- kissing booth. They actually have a zombie kissing booth downstairs. Right. Check it out. So you've got your zombie one, so you should have the opposite end, which is a the, Disney one. The other end of the spectrum. Don't know how Disney would appreciate people kissing their characters, but look, they're not here, so... Yeah, we'd probably get sued, but it doesn't matter. So Disney Prince, tell us a little bit more about that, because I mean, as I said, we're from Hobart, so we don't really know exactly what it is. So do people just rock up and just have a princess experience? Is that kind of what it is, or...? Um, you can hire us out for however many hours you want, and we come to a party or an event or whatever you want, and we'll sing with the kids, Dance, face paint, balloon tie. It's really great. So, so uh, you're singing what? The Aladdin, I will show you the world. I oh, can't sing. <laughs> I can show you the world. There you go. I would ask you to sing, but do I, is that what you pay out there for the services then, to come and sing for the kids and all that? Yeah, it's for kids' parties mainly we go to, yeah. And fun. Fun. Now, Bryce, uh, you're here obviously in line to, to meet Tim, dressed as a saunter. Are you going to get him to sign your costume? Uh, not sign it, No. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was someone in the Stormtrooper suit, then I would get him to sign it. <laughs> but I'll just grab a print like everyone else would yep. and get him to sign it. Are you going to line up after that and try and maybe get into Shatner and uh, expect to get asked you're in the, the wrong show here? <laughs> no, I'm not going to try and go for William Shatner. Everyone has a choice of who they like to get with. Yep. Mike Smith, Tim Rose, and yeah. It's a pretty good line here, though. I mean, you've only got about five, six people in front of you here. Compared to Shatner on our left here, it's probably about 50 people in that line. So I think you're in with a good shot. You might even be able to have a good conversation with him, too. Yeah, probably get a good conversation with him. It's a decent crowd. What are you going to ask him? Have you had a burning question you want Admiral Akbar to answer for all these years? I don't know what I'm going to ask him. I'm not... I don't know if he's going to hate, don't do it, it's a trap. I was going to say, how many people here are going to ask him to say, it's a trap? I don't know how many, but I reckon everybody would say it. I, I'm just, uh, I feel sorry for the people here who are maybe Howard the Duck fans, and they're like, you know, screw Star Wars, I'm here for Howard the Duck. 
No, you might get a few of them. I'll just go, oh, I don't know Star Wars. What is Star Wars? Star Wars? I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's heard of that. But C- Captain Kirk? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's how you start a fight here at Comic-Con, I think, isn't it? Yeah, some fights do start off with that, but I think it's more democratic way and not fist fighting. All right, so tell us a little bit ab- about this, uh, this show. Basically, it takes all the best things of being a kid and best things of being an adult and just slaps them straight together. I'm looking at this video here. We've got uh, women dressed as Chewbacca dancing in bikini, stormtroopers in uh, G-strings, basically. This looks like a lot of fun. I'm saying about the adults. How popular is this and how long has it been going around for? We go for about uh, two years. We've had 20,000 people see the show so far. We're, um, just, we're dark for six months and we're going to come back with a bigger show. And it's going to be huge. We're playing. We're doing 30 shows around the country. Um, we're trying to hit Hobart as well. And it's going to be yeah. It's going to be a pretty special thing. Now, um, did George Lucas does he know about this? Shh. <laughs> we don't. We don't. We don't need to say that name around here. It's cool, man. What, what name? What name? And uh, I also hear Wookie Rotica. Uh, now, how has this been selling today? It looks quite interesting. Yeah. Well, it's people still trying to get their heads around it. It's the first time we've actually made it available to the public. We've been working on it for about a year, which is. Uh, it's a Playboy, 1970s Playboy, crossed with Star Wars, you know, but it all sets, takes place in the universe. So. Is, it, is it for the articles? Do people read it for the articles? Yeah, well, the, the pictures are just there to, you know, you know, get the people in, but the articles are substance, you know. Is, is this just Australia-wide, or is it a worldwide thing as well? It's Australia-wide at the moment. We're going to try and take it to uh, America next year, but it uh, depends on what the the uh, parody laws are in each country, obviously. So you can't tour this in New Zealand, you can't tour it to the UK, but Australian America, definitely. Now, uh, a lot of people here dress as Star Wars characters. Uh, you're looking at some of these people, maybe think of recruiting some of these people? No, not at all. Not yet? <laughs> we're back for... You can. Two you can. can. You can. It, yep. Hi, we're back. That's Mallory. I'm Ben. And uh, this is another part of the show where a cat randomly jumps on me, where we are going to be answering some emergency questions from Richard Herring because, as always, I will say, we've answered a lot of these sporadically over the year or so. We've had these, but uh, we thought a few weeks ago, we thought, well, let's start from the beginning and go all the way through to 500. So this week, we're up to 121 to 140, if I believe we're correct. And as always, some may offend, uh, but stiff shit. And Mallory's looking I weird. Broke it. She broke my phone. Cool. All right. And Mallory's actually going to uh, ask the questions this week when she was meant to last week. So um, there you go, my dear. Thank you. You are welcome. Okay. I'm ready. Oh, oh, we need flour. Sorry, just needed Shut to. Up. You'll hear that soon here in the show. If you had the ability to rearrange your internal organs into the configuration of your choice, what changes would you make? I feel as though the current configuration is pretty good. It's working quite adequately right now, so I would like to keep them how they are. I agree 95%, but the two things I would change is I would take out the gallbladder and the appendix because those are the two things that cause you harm that you don't really need. Okay. You wouldn't take out, say, like the part of you that bleeds once a month? Although you kind of need them to have kids one day, I guess, so... Yeah. You know... Anyway, moving on. Ow! God damn, this cat bites hard on my leg. Get off me! Um, keep <laughs> playing with him. I'm trying to move my leg. Next question. Oh, the thing fell down. All right, sorry. Are we still okay? We're still okay. Okay. Live you... podcasting. We could edit all this out, but we don't. 
If you were in a Groundhog Day situation, what oh. would be the worst crime that you would commit oh. knowing that when you woke up, it would almost certainly not have happened? I, what I, is Groundhog Day situation? Oh, you've not seen Groundhog Day? No. Okay, so Groundhog Day is an amazing movie that you need to watch. It's uh, Bill Murray basically lives the same day over and over again. So he goes to bed, wakes up, and he just relives the same day over and over again. It just happens to be on Groundhog Day. Uh, so... Yeah, it's an amazing movie. You should watch it. Um, what would I? What wouldn't I do? Like I would. Who is Bill Murray? Oh my God! We need to stop this right now, and you need to go watch it. Um, he's an amazing actor. He's great. Um, yes, uh, I would pretty much do everything imaginable because, I mean, God, I would murder. I would burn down shit. I would go on sprees. I would commit terrorist attacks. I don't know. I would do everything knowing that you could wake up the next day getting away with it. And I'd probably sound incredibly evil. But I think, come on, deep down we all would. What would you do? I would probably steal some stuff. (laughs) Wow, I don't know what that says about me. He's been saying like, oh, I would kill things and do this. And you're just like, yeah, I'd probably steal some stuff. He looks like, um... Have you ever seen Ghostbusters? No. Okay. He looks like, um... Is it Steve Martin? Steve They're similar-ish. Yeah. They're of that same that's, vein. That's yes. the right call, though. Like, uh, do you see what I see? Uh, like, especially in the middle one there? Yeah, sort of. But they're both amazing actors. We both like both of them. Well, I like both of them. Oh, shoot. Have you seen, you've seen the Charlie's Angels movie, haven't you? Yeah. You know in the first one, Bosley? No. Okay, anyway. <laughs> it's been a while. So you would steal stuff. That's your worst crime. You're breathing into the microphone. Yeah. Just FYI. (laughs) Okay, next question. Oh, I've seen Caddyshack. You've seen Caddyshack. Okay, cool. Next question. Um, She's so into Bill Murray right now. I have no idea who this guy is. He's great. He's so good. Okay. You've got to watch Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is a great movie. Add it to the list. Okay. If you had to bathe in excrement... If you had to, what animal or individual human's excrement would you choose to bathe in? Kevin Bacon's. <laughs> it's the first thing that came to my mind. That sounds just terrible. If you were you given the ability it. to... You didn't answer it. <laughs> Some of you weren't noticed. Answer it. Ow! Stiggies, because he's... No, it smells so bad. It not Stiggies, not Stiggies. Um, Actually, what's that cat where you get coffee from? Remember they get the poo and they kind of like soak the poo when you get coffee from the cat poo? like really, you know... Isn't that a thing with monkeys? No, there's a cat that does it too. They like get coffee from its huh. shit. So let's go with that one. Okay. If you were given the ability to fluently speak another language that you can't currently speak, which language would you choose and why? Icelandic. It's apparently the hardest language in the world to learn and it would be cool to impress people with your Icelandic. Interesting. Although having said that, like probably French because it would make us move to Montreal easily. Um, I think like fluently, probably Spanish because I've already got the French and English, or maybe Italian, actually. I'd love to be able to speak Italian. Maybe, or even like an Asian language, just because I feel like... They're going to take over the world one day? Well, like, or even like Russian. Like, I don't know. Like, it's cool to have one of these random languages, because I feel as though, like, yeah, French, Spanish, all those sort of ones, but like, so many people in the world speak it. But like, if all of a sudden you're like a Russian translator, like, that's in few and far between. Like, that, yeah. you'll get a job pretty much anywhere, you know, or a, or a Mandarin, or even the Icelandic one, because... You know, there's only about 900,000 of them, and I'm sure there's lots of need for an Icelandic translator. Anyway, maybe Björk comes on and tours New Zealand or something like that. 125. If you were God, what flavor would you have made ejaculant? Because oh. it's like 
God didn't even consider that people were going to eat it. Is that a question for you? Um, I, yeah, <laughs> strawberry, chocolate, vanilla. I feel like, no, like I feel like no matter what, it would end up turning into something gross. You know what I mean? But, but I feel I feel as though there's a reason why it doesn't taste good. Because otherwise, I mean, could you imagine if it was like the most amazing thing in the world? Like everyone loves chocolate, right? Everyone loves chocolate. Because like if if that tasted like chocolate, that that's going to cause some problems. Because then yeah. all of a sudden it's just going to be like you I don't mean, like not, chocolate anymore. No, it's just it's just going to be there's going to be I don't know how to put it appropriately. You can't really put it appropriately for men. It would be of a benefit, but for, for women, it's kind of I don't know where I'm going. It's moving on. Do you ever worry that you are a character in a computer game operated by some bored teenage deity or alien who is deliberately just making loads of shit happen to see what you'll do? Like you're nothing more than an ant under a microscope and that soon he will board and and soon he will board and have you killed in a ridiculous way. Because I do. Um, I, I we, do not ever worry about this. I think we got a similar one about the Truman Show, which I, I often fear for my life that that is true. But for a video game, no, because that would be a very boring video game with random bursts of excitement, of course. All right. Um, if you had to be killed in a natural disaster, if you had to, which natural disaster would you choose? Rich says, if I had to, I would be killed in a Vesuvius-like volcanic explosion and try to get in a funny p- pose <laughs> so that I'd make future archaeologists laugh when they made a plaster ca- cast statue from the gap I left in the ash. Um, I would go with an asteroid hit that destroys the whole world because then at least you go out with everyone else. And then, you know, maybe there's a whole build-up of like, we've got a month to live and then, you know, no fucks given for a month. Although that anticipation would be terrible, though. I think that... Like, doesn't lava actually move really slow? Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to go with anything to do with fire. Like or that sounds water. really terrible. Yeah, although like the um, the cloud that comes with a volcanic volcanic um, eruption is often what kills people. So, and oh, I think I think kind of that's what um, so that's how the people in Vesuvius got uh like petrified. It wasn't necessarily the lava; it was the the cloud hmm. that kind of comes with it. Because you know, you you get one of those volcanoes go off. Um, you know, it's it's. It's not good. So, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll go with asteroid or nuclear bombs. Not really a natural disaster, is it? No, that's no. not natural. Uh, what would you say? I don't know. Tornado would be fun. I That's what I was thinking. Like a tornado maybe, but I don't know. Mm. I don't want to say earthquake because we kind of live in a place where that could happen and we could just jinx ourselves. So We're not reading number 128. Yes, we are. <laughs> Do you want me to read it? Are you scared to read it? Stop breathing into the microphone. It's a terrible question. <laughs> Let me read it. All right, let's see here. 128, what is she afraid to read? Can you think of any situation in which a pussy should be grabbed? Well, I just grabbed Stiggy before, so... Okay, moving on. Uh, the, the correct answer is no. <laughs> just just to be politically correct. Why do fools fall in love with Darren Day? Why do what and the who and the what what? Why do fools fall in love with Darren Day? And this is the part where I'm assuming you're Googling Darren Day. Um, because he's not as good as... Oh, because he's better than Darren Knight? No? It's a bit of a joke there. Who is Darren Day? I, 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 you're Googling it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's an English actor, singer, and television project- pro- 
projector. Projector. Presenter. Yeah. Projector. Okay. Sorry. Um. <laughs> he's been in literally nothing I've ever heard of. Can I see a picture of him? Yes. Sounds great for our viewers. Um. Yeah. No clue. So. All right. Is there actually a person of whom you'd be prepared to drink their bathwater? Who is it? What if they had a really pooey bum that day? No. Sorry, Ben. Um, no, I don't think. No. No, sorry. Natalie Portman, but no. What walks on four legs in the morning? Um, What? Rich says acceptable answers include a horse, an okapi, okapi, and a dog. Um, um, uh, a cat. Sticky. Did you ever see a lassie go this way and that? A lassie meaning a woman or a lassie meaning like a lassie dog? An Australian shepherd. I'm assuming that must be like a song lyric or something like that. Um, yes, sure. <laughs> okay. 133, what is the most impressive celebrity that ever came to your school? Ooh, school. We had a groundsman who was an Olympian. Um, I can't remember his name, but I remember when we got him, when we got him, when he came to our school, um, my dad was like, oh, I know that, like, he read the school newsletter and it was like, you know, welcome John Smith. And my dad's like, oh, you know, I think that's that guy who just recently ran at the Olympics. And it, it was right. Like he was a, I don't know, he ran in the 800 metres or something. He obviously didn't do very well. He was a bloody school groundsman. Um, and I went and got his autograph on my hat going back to when I was talking about the hats. And within a week, everybody in the school had his autograph on the hat when they realised who he was. But um, All right. we... We had, like, the federal member of whatever electorate I was in come to the school to give a speech. That wasn't that special, I guess. Um, we had the Cricket World Cup. It was on, like, a tour of the of Australian schools. So we got the Cricket World Cup come to our school, like, on display. Does that count? Like, we didn't really get celebrities come to our school. I went to my school. Well, okay, the, Martin Bryant, the guy who killed all the people in Port Arthur, went to my high school. Well, that's the next <laughs> question. Did any future celebrities go to your school? So. Well, I mean, that, I guess, would be the answer because he's an infamous celebrity. But um, And there was a, an honour board which actually had a name up on it around about the year that he was there that said M. Bryant for something, but it wasn't him. There was another M. Bryant at the school at the same mm. time. And apparently... Um, in the history of my high school, the only record of, like, any student that is not on file is his because, like, the police completely confiscated it or something. Wow. So they keep every school. That's crazy. Yeah. So Because there was a teacher at our school who's, like, who'd been around for years and he taught him. So, like, hmm. you would get him talking about him and stuff. And, yeah, uh, that would probably be the only one I would know. What about yeah, you? Yeah, I don't know any for either hmm. for my schools. Like, the only one is, like, high school. We had, like, a few, like, um, like radio people and stuff come in and, like, cancer people. But, like, that's it. Yeah. I I mean, you don't really get celebrities going to Tasmanian schools. <laughs> um, so. We just, like, wouldn't be the school that anyone would choose. Yeah, like, same. the schools that I went to. Same. Completely the same. Yep. Um, did any siblings of celebrities teach at your school? No. No. What is... Your preferred epithet, epithet, epi epithet 
for male genitalia? Um, What's an epithet? I don't know. Your cat's about to drink your uh, smoothie, by the way. Kitty cat. Is that like a... um, Is that either your name for like what you call... Or is that kind of like what, how you draw it? Like I feel it might be what you call male genitalia. If I'm if I'm trying to guess correctly here, she's looked it up. What's the answer? Epithet is an adjective or phrase expressing a quality or attributed or attribute regarded as characteristic of the person or thing mentioned. So a way that you describe male genitalia. So kind of like what you call it in a way, like no. Well, I remember growing up, my dad would we would refer to it as a doodle bug. That's what we would call your doodle. Okay, Rich says the honourable member of Fuckinghamshire. <laughs> I I do have a name for my penis, which I named in primary school. And it's always stuck, so it's Richard. By the way, get it? What would you? What you? You just? I I don't know. I remember that one time you were like Deek Deek. <laughs> That was funny. (laughs) Thanks. How long do you think it would take you to write 500 emergency questions? Um, a while. I'd say, oh, no, I can do it in a week. I think it would be fun. I think it would be very fun. I don't know how long it would take, though. That's our next next project. After we get through these, Mallory and Ben's emergency questions. Did you ever learn to juggle? If so, how many things can you juggle? I demand to see proof of your juggling claims. Yes, I, I wonder how many people have sent him videos of them <laughs> juggling. Yes, I did. Uh, I think I got up to three and I'm not very good at it. Can you still juggle? No. Oh. I, again, not very good at it. I'm not very talented when it comes to things like that. So I can juggle two. Two? I can juggle one. I <laughs> also juggle one. Um... We should learn how to juggle and send him a video. <laughs> I think that'd be funny. It's all about that motion in the one hand, isn't it? That's where you've got to rotate. Yeah, it I think so. My hand. dad can juggle. I could see. I that. used to try to get him to teach me, but I was bad. Um, if I could guarantee you, if I could guarantee you would be unkillable, indestructible, and uninjurable for the next ten years, but would die once the decade was up, would you go for it? No, I wouldn't either. One hundred and forty. Could you ever have sex with someone that calls breasts boobies? What if they did it while you were having sex? Would you stop having sex with them? I feel like you sometimes call my boobies boobies. And I have had relations with people who have called them boobies and but have like, been mentioned during the middle of it. So You never, like, <laughs> say it not as a joke. Yeah. Like. I, But I have been in... That's weird. No, like, I, I mean, I've done it that, before, so... That's it, weird. <laughs> it, it is weird, but I've had weirder things said to me in the middle of it, so that's not the weirdest thing. So. <laughs> but I'm not that that has ever happened because I am an innocent human being who's uh-huh. waiting until I'm married. Um, yes, that is... That was 100, that's it? That's it. Alrighty, there we go. Until next week. Excitement galore. Pressing button. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favorite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Just thought I would calm down my introductions a little bit. Forget the Lyrics, yay. And this week, we're not going to bring you one Forget the Lyrics. We're not going to bring you two. We're going to bring you three, four, five, six, or seven. We're going to bring you eight. Eight Forget the Lyrics this week. Because I feel so inclined 
to bring you extra singing this week. We are going to hear from, and I'm just going to name the songs. I'm not even going to tell you who's singing them. I'm going to give you that much of a teaser. Somebody that I used to know. Somebody told me. Song 2, Space Oddity, Stay the Night, Superman, Sweet Child of Mine, and Sweet Dreams. You're going to have some sweet dreams by listening to all of these. Forget the lyrics from the past. So enjoy your little cotton socks as you hear these right now. Oh, male vocal, female vocal. That's interesting. So, macroeconomics. Right, let's look up Wikipedia. <clears throat> in Europe, they're in a bit of trouble. They have no money to spend or to buy. From a global perspective, that's not good. Other countries in other parts of the world have no wood. And for parts of Europe, that means they're in poo. Decent start, Anthony, please. Yes. We're instrumental 16 seconds. Yes. A bit of techno beats. It's always fun. Lol. When Europe had no money, the world went, oh, who cares? But it's not a good thing when they can't pay their shares. Places like Greece and other parts of Europe have less money than some people in Australia. And really, that's bad, so that's why we look at macroeconomics. But Anthony didn't have to give me this subject It's a bad subject to sing about on Forget the Lyrics Now he's singing the right words in the background And it's putting me off this bit Cause it's really not funny For people listening to this right now It's bad Macroeconomics is a really hard subject to sing about Particularly on the European side of things Now Europe's just a continent that I used to know Europe's just a continent that I used to know. Now it's time to end. Forget the lyrics on the Brink Show. <clears throat> this is one of those long introduction ones. Oh, sorry. Breaking the trust already. Good one, Ben. Well done. Get the audience into it. No, not working. Anyway. Here we go. Breaking two eggs just to start it off. 170 degrees and I've turned the oven on. That works, yes. I'm breaking those eggs just to start the mixture. But consistency ain't right in a bowl like this. This one might be, but don't change, you might miss. Because consistency ain't right in a bowl like this. I said consistency ain't right in a bowl like this. Stir it right round, stir it right round tonight. Tonight, that worked. Never thought I'd let a chocolate cake ruin my Friday night. Well, somebody told me you had a birthday that came on a Saturday that I had in March of this year. It's not that special, and I'm making a cake. 
absolutely ready. Let's put the cake in the oven, making sure it's ready before I get some lovin'. That's a bit raunchy. Should have cut that bit out, Ben. Because consistency ain't right in a bowl like this. I said consistency ain't right in a bowl like this. Stir it right round, stir it right round tonight. Never thought I'd let a chocolate cake ruin my Friday night. Well, somebody told me you had a birthday that came on a Saturday that I had in March of this year. It's not that special, and I'm making a cake to celebrate, celebrate it. He's bony! I got my head shaved. I was brave. It was easy peasy. Coney wouldn't do it. Coney! He's not bony! Yes, he is bony! Coney, he's a bad man. He lives in Africa and we need to arrest him. He's bad. Freaky, eh? Tali's got a look in her face. Going, what's going on? The bank to Lara Giddings. The bank to Lara Giddings. It's time to work out how much Tasmania has left in the account. Bank to Lara Giddings. You've got not much money left in your account. The fees that we charge have made you really broke. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm in space, I'm floating! I'm floating, there's money! This is the bank calling Lara Giddings. You need to work out how to make Tasmania go back into surplus in a few years. How about you cut spending on those things on your ears? This is the bank to Lara Giddings. We're sorry we charge you that fee for that extra withdrawal to buy Mona. And now that you want to buy another museum in the city 
for. Yeah, is the budget going down now? It isn't really good. Now it's time to make sure that we make it all like wood. By chopping down the trees. Oh yes, now, no. <laughs> no, I'm not going down that route. <laughs> Canadian GP I'm watching it on TV My girlfriend's stopping by She's like, what the hell is this? It's just some cars Going round in a circle I looked at her with my eyes I'm like, what you doing? She said, I don't like Formula 1 So I had to break up with her she said, what the hell, why'd you break up with me? I said, you don't like Formula One, so get out of my life. Sometimes I think, you're not worth it. Formula One's my life, so can you get out of it? Ben? Oh, <laughs> Formula One. Meow. Meow. I'm like, ugh, now. I said, you stupid girl, you've got to watch this sport with me. It's the best thing since sliced bread. You see, Lewis Hamilton, he drives that Mercedes. He wins every race. And then I said, get out. You can go and get stuffed. I'll go and watch something else with my mate, Russ. So if this is the end, then I don't really care. You're not really that good and you've got ugly hair. You don't like the best sport. So get out of my house. I'd rather go and eat a smelly little mouse. I didn't do the high pitched voice. Ha 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 I can't stand Tim When I see him I just want to find A Tim free place I'm at the market I see a donkey Then he's Tim Riding on that donkey And I see Him He's wearing nothing but A pink G-string Plus cowboy chaps Riding a donkey to market It may sound absurd But don't be naive 
even Tim Legs need the right to breathe and it may be disturbed but won't you concede that Josh's eyes really need to be dug out of his head because it's not easy to see Tim up up and away away from me sleep sound tonight because Tim scared me to death. You can't get involved. No. Alright. This is one of those long introductions. Yeah. Alright. This thing on. Hello. I'll just do this, okay? Um, meant to laugh. No, right. I'm sure the audience is. You're getting a bit antsy. There we go. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it, mate. We come every week here, every Friday, sitting in our chairs. We talk to you no matter what we woo when we don't have any cares. So far this year we've had Arnold and Kevin as well as a few other guests. We celebrated 100 shows and did lots of things and still we have man breasts. Oh, 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 this year on the brink. Whoa, it didn't even stink. That was a good rhyme. Keep it going. I'm going. I've got to, you know, get in the groove, bring it out, bring it back a bit. Axel Rosie's listening today. Not really. Anyway. Twelve months ago, it was me and Anthony sitting in these lovely chairs. He went to Uganda with a piece of cake and got lost in the jungle and I didn't really care. I heard his body really stunk the country out, but that was their problem, not mine. I had a really good friend who was ready to go and his name is Josh. No, no, no disrespect to Anthony. Laura! But he is in the jungle and not free. Awkward silence. I've sat and watched many movies without Ben to sit next to me. I've seen many things make me laugh, things make me cry, or Ben took a bath. Ben needs to watch them. Ben really needs to get watched by them too. Ben needs to get some DVDs or just download them like everyone does now. Ben. 
Ben. Ben needs to watch my movies. I've got something he hasn't really seen yet. It's called Awesome Music. It's made in Germany by many people. Yeah. Ben. Ben needs to watch, needs to watch, needs to watch those movies, needs to watch those movies. Just said to me, watch the movie. Ben, watch the movie, watch the movie. See lots of movies, see the movies, watch that movie. I didn't. Yeah. Throwing in a rap, throwing in the rap, this song's not crap, cause I'm throwing in a rap, yo, throwing in a rap in to the eurythmics, to the eurythmics, yo, Ben's gotta watch the movies, yo, gotta watch the movies right about now. When I watch the movies, Josh said to Ben, just watch this DVD. I said, Josh, what DVD is this? It looks pretty bad. But he said, Ben, it's called Super Bad. Watch a movie, watch a movie, oh Ben. Watch that movie, Ben, now please. It's really good, it will bring you to your knees. It's about lots of stuff, including the thing that happened to that man. His name's Johnny Depp. Ben doesn't know how to end this song He's gonna fade out and wait for the audience to sing Yeah, that's enough, that's enough Now, of course, you would have heard Mallory and I talk about plenty of times about the fact that we, of course, are doing our own radio show here in Invercargill and Southland called the Ben and Mal Variety Hour on Radio Southland 96.4 FM. Tuesday nights, uh, no, Wednesday nights, Ben, between 8 and 9 p.m. Can't even... uh get my own um, nights correct. That's 8 9 p.m. New Zealand time. So if you're listening to us in Australia, obviously, that would be between 6 and 7 p.m. Australian time, and you can listen to it online. But uh, we haven't really played much or done any sort of real tags, really, for it uh, on the show. But I thought I'd play you just a little snippet from something funny that happened during last week's show when Mallory got a little bit excited halfway through a segment by remembering something we need to get from the grocery store. Okay, didn't know that. Uh, Saturday, as well as being Australia Day, is also Spouses Day. So, come on, you got to get me a present on Saturday, apparently. Yeah, right. Uh, here's one for you on Sunday. Chocolate cake day. Oh, yes. You should not have told me that. It is also E-Day. Oh, we have to get flour. We do. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just the personal life of Better Mallory being shared on air right now. We've got to get flour, Ben. All our listeners need to know this right now. They need to know that we have to get flour. You know, here's a challenge. Somebody out there listening to us live on the air, bring us a bag of flour. Save us two bucks from Countdown. Bring us that bag. Mallory Mallory needs it desperately. So much so she's going to announce it on air. She needs flour. We need to make a cake on Sunday. <laughs> we don't have any flour. Plus we might need some chocolate too. Now, of course, just to update people, we did get flour. So go us. Um, but yes, Ben and Mal Variety Hour. Hit us up on Facebook. Just search for the Ben and Mal Variety Hour. And you can join in the festivities as we give live radio a crack in New Zealand. Okay, time to uh, wrap it all up in a little bow and some paper and shit. Guess what, Ben? What, Mallory? 650 days till our wedding. It is. Is it only 650? 
what it says. Is it great? Fantastic. How many days till we uh, hit Melbourne? 45. 45. I'm looking forward to that. And you'll have uh, Samuel back on for some entertainment. Uh, Samuel. Which we, we, we are looking at trying to get a Sam segment coming along. And I know it's been a while since we've even had sort of a Colin segment or a Nick segment. But one thing I, I am aiming to look at doing at some point this year, which I think I tease, is maybe a sort of a... Where are they now? Once to track down as many of our ex, um, you know, millions of co-hosts that we've had, and see where we are. But I will actually say one of our co-hosts. He was our, I guess, our only ever celebrity uh, co-host when uh, Tom Wolf sort of guest hosted an episode of The Brink back in the day. But uh, should send out a very big congratulations to Tom and Nick and Brody and the Wolf Brothers in general for walking away. I believe they won five golden guitars, go team, um, including album and song of the year, which is obviously the big coveted one. So they went into it thirteen nominations, no wins, and uh, they've left it with just that amount of. Uh, golden guitars in their back pocket and if you're not aware of what a golden guitar is it's basically the, the highest honour you can get for country music in Australia so uh, huge congratulations to the, the gang um, it's it's one of these nice little proud moments I will say as a somebody's part of this show for quite some time because I remember getting them back on the show I believe it was in 2010 uh, well before a lot of people had even heard of them, before they even went on to the success that they had from Australia's Got Talent and uh, just kind of seeing them go from the beginning right through to where they are now. And uh, I've told the story many of times on the show that it was actually the late, great Tim Franklin who phoned me up one day after uh, coming on our show and was like, oh, I've got this godson, he's in a country band, they're going to be going places and uh, got him on the show and the rest is history. And one of our most frequent guests were the Wolf Brothers over the years. But uh, huge congratulations to them. It's a big, big moment for them and also big for Tasmanian music too because I could be mistaken in saying this, but I'm not aware of any Tasmanian artist who have ever won a golden guitar before. So um, cool. Again, I could be very much mistaken on that. I apologise to our country music fans out there if I'm speaking well out of turn. I'm not trying to pull a Sam Smith here at the Oscars a few years ago. But, uh, yeah, if that is the case, it's a, it's a big deal for Tasmanian music. So congratulations to the Wolf Brothers and winning those golden guitars. And you're a fan of theirs too, obviously. I am. They're great. You saw them when you saw them. But uh, we'll be back next week. I believe episode 92 we're up to next week. So we're nearly at our 100th podcast episode. So we'll have to come up with something special for our 100th podcast edition. It's uh, fascinating to think that we're nearly there. Um, I think we got close to... Gosh, seven, eight hundred episodes of The Brink on the radio, and here we are with the podcast. That means we're pushing very close to a 1,000th episode of The Brink. So uh, there you go. But uh, we appreciate your uh, liking and support. I've, I've been looking at the listenership stats uh, over the last few weeks and uh, pushing some pretty good numbers compared to what we used to be. So, uh, I It's all me. It is you. It is definitely you. So uh, thank you for tuning in. As you heard a segment earlier on the show, of course, too, if you it. Excuse me, New Zealand, uh, the south part of the country. Tune in to uh, Radio Southland on Wednesday evening, 28, 9 p.m., 96.4 FM, to hear Mallory and I in the Ben and Mal Variety Hour. Of course, you can hit that podcast up as well. And if you like my voice, um, because, I don't know, you just might, uh, there's a bunch of other podcasts out there which you can hear my voice on it too. So, yes, exciting week this week, actually, I will say, for all those podcasts because we're doing a bit of rebranding with some fancy new logos. So, uh Keep an eye out for those ones uh, later in the week. But, Mallory, it's a pleasure, as always. As always, Ben, it is a pleasure. And until we next speak again, keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and... Good night. Good night.